0: today with Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM.
1: Good morning. It's time for Rochester Today, already Tuesday. Tom Ostrom's
0: here. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Andrew. What do you have in that old mailbag of yours? Well, I didn't have the article in front of me, so I made a mistake. I mentioned that a uh, TV talk show host got in trouble with management for criticizing Hillary and she was told anytime you criticize her, uh, show us your copy. And then later she lost her job anyway. And I rechecked that when I got home, it was not uh, CNN, it was an MSNBC host and her name, and it's her real name, Crystal Ball. And uh, she's the one that uh, got it and she just told that on the Joe Rogan show. Her name really is Crystal Ball. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought, uh, that's got to be a mistake, so I Googled that. Uh, stage name, I think. Oh, uh, right. Okay. And then uh, uh, from Cato, uh, talking about uh, uh, Palestine, uh, uh, East Ohio? Palestine in Ohio, yeah. Uh, I can see how everyone is worried about the water from their wells, but I haven't heard one word about the source of the water for the town waterworks. If it comes from a lake two miles upstream, I don't see the problem, but nothing shown on TV except that grunge and the little creek that runs through town. Uh, so Uh Yeah,
1: you know, it's funny that Cato brought that up. I had that same thought last night. I was talking with my son about what's happening with that train derailment business, and yeah, I don't know. Is it groundwater like we and our water here by, you know, drilling wells down 400 feet or 600 feet? Or are they pulling it from the river or a lake? It would make a big difference.
0: Well, that's right. And even groundwater, though, could be a problem even in a considerable distance because remember, geologic strata, stratigraphy, it depends on the. Right. In the the structure as to where water goes. And so, yeah, we'll have to get more on that.
1: Well, it'll be especially worrisome if it happened around here with the karst geology because it would have the ability to quickly travel
0: down fast. Yeah, that limestone karst, yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Uh, From Criticus, uh, he's on the trail of diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, excesses, and he says. The Rochester School District presently employs 12 diversity equity inclusion directors. They each get a salary of $120,000 a year. No one knows exactly what their job description is, but it doesn't include academic teaching. And, Tom, I predicted this. The hard sciences are being attacked now, and they are caving.
1: We're seeing evidence of it every day. Um, and I'll throw one out for you today. There was a bill introduced in the state legislature that, by the way, is opposed by the school boards association, um, the school districts associations, and others. Maybe not for the same reasons I would oppose it, but they're opposing it. But the bill would require schools to add to their curriculum studies of climate change as it relates to climate justice. Hmm. And the proponents of this bill argue that the climate crisis is a missed opportunity because the schools are only talking about the science of climate change, not the opportunities of what they could do with climate justice. Exactly what climate justice is, I'm not really sure, but I'm sure it has something to do with
0: uh, economic disparities. Yes, probably. (laughs) Okay. And one more mailbag, but it's quite long, uh, from our friend Randy, uh, who's a recent contributor to our mailbag, and he's very articulate, and uh, he's done some studies, and he said, I wanted to comment on the discussion you and Andy had concerning the ecological impact of windmills on the environment, uh, specifically windmills being constructed on the northeast coast. Um, whales have been running aground on those beaches in close, close proximity, and uh, it relates to windmills falling or windmills activity or windmills replacement. The ocean floor is saturated with sonar waves, allowing its features to be mapped and plans drawn for the windmill support structure to be of significant size. And according to Fox News, the intensity and scope of the sonar surveys are resulting in injuries to the area whales who are acutely sensitive to this type of transmission. Whales aren't the only marine life affected, and he listed uh, a variety of others, and this is going to impact the local fishing industry. Um, and. Uh, why is it that green energy projects fail to get the environmental impact scrutiny that mining or fossil fuels do? And then he said, rather than powering our future, I fear green energy is going to be emptying our wallets uh, for the privilege of being uh, short in energy and hungry and dark uh, at times If with these failures. If we continue to squander our natural resources, we will be relieved of them. So uh, Randy uh, has been doing some thinking and reading, Andrew. I, even th- I, I was totally unaware
1: of the sonar, but it ah. makes sense. I, I can see that they would do that in order to figure out where to put the footings in. Uh, yeah, I can imagine it would. I mean, I'm not an oceanographer or anything like that, but I can, I can see where that would affect the
0: whales. And then national news uh, will say some more about turbines. Okay, <laughs> turbine news coming up.
1: Anything else in the mailbag? That's it. Okay, well, take a break, and we will return. It's Rochester Today, Tuesday morning on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and six nine FM. This week on Good Money Moves, Jenna Taubel with First Alliance It's Andy Brownell and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. It is Rochester Today, Tuesday morning. Tom Ostrom, I'm Andy Brownell. And Tom, things are going gangbusters up in St. Paul. The Democrats holding the trifecta, that's what they call it, um the House, the Senate, and the Governor's Mansion are passing legislation at a breakneck speed. And uh, there's quite a bit of concern, obviously, about those opposed to some of this legislation, but there's also concern that these proposals are not getting enough review uh, or adequate debate uh, before they're pushed onto the floor of the Minnesota House or Senate. And a lot of that discussion has to do with but they call budgeting and budgeting the tails, the the future costs of these legislations uh, or these uh, bills and other measures. And I read an article about California, Tom, and it's eerily similar to what we're going through in Minnesota. For a long time, California, the House, Senate, and the governor's office have been held by the Democrats. And during the pandemic, with the housing boom that occurred in California, or at least the the price rise in California, uh, the influx of federal COVID dollars being the most populated state in the country, they received more money than any other state mm. per capita to deal with COVID-related issues, and it ballooned their state budget surplus. Well same reasons our state budget surplus are so huge in the state of minnesota now in california it was well over a hundred billion dollars it might have been close to 200 billion we're looking at around 20 billion dollars unprecedented for the state of minnesota but similar reasons well in california their legislature went on a spending spree and put in all these programs with long tails so in other words the costs continue to affect the state budget years and years and years into the future. Well, what has happened is the well has run dry as far as the COVID dollars are concerned. Uh, The housing market has changed with the rise in interest rates. So the collection of capital gains taxes has gone south as well as what's happened with the stock market. Mm -hmm. And people are leaving California in the droves. A lot of them high earners. So they're not... California's state revenues have crashed Mm -hmm. down, I think it was 15% if I remember correctly from the article. So they went from $200 million or over $100 billion, I'm sorry, surplus to a deficit just like that, Mm. a significant deficit. So there's concerns being raised in St. Paul about the same issues that um, so far our state revenues have not crashed. In fact excuse me, our state revenues have done quite well. Um, But if you incorporate programs that will affect the budget following this budget surplus, which is made up largely of one-time dollars um, money taken in from capital gains, money taken in as far as COVID dollars are concerned, um, that we could be in a very similar situation as California in the next budget cycle or the one following that, a very significant budget deficit. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to watch this happen. I don't know if those discussions will temper any of the activity uh, within the House and Senate in St. Paul as far as the bills they're
0: approving, but I, I, I hope somebody's paying attention, let's put it that way well uh the blue states generally run by Democrats uh, are in debt and spending and uh, losing uh residents uh Minnesota's a blue state that so far isn't. We'll see what happens. Uh, I had a couple of police stories from the carroOC news website. I won't go into detail, but I just I wonder uh, uh one person did a vicious Rochester beating and robbery and yet he gets probation. I know there's plea bargaining and all that, but I still. Don't understand it. And then in nice little Rochester, a man fired a gun while being arrested at a motel. And it took several officers to control him, too, because he was resisting arrest. So the the, the police work uh, is so problematic, even in nice little towns like Rochester.
1: Well, the the situation you talked about with the the man who fired the gun out at the, the hotel, that... Think how scary that could have been, how how tragic that could have turned. One of the officers could have been wounded or killed. The Mm -hmm. perpetrator himself could have been killed because those officers would have likely been justified in using deadly force in that case. Instead, they wrestled him to the ground
0: and took him into custody. Right, right. And a member of the St. Paul Board of Education said, even after a student was stabbed to death at a high school in her district, uh, she's criticizing the district's decision now to put police officers back in the high schools after this stabbing. And she said uh, the c- cops are racists uh, and all they'll do is monitor our black children and, and uh, isolate uh, them. Uh, you may think this is what's best, but uh, uh, it, it isn't. And, and so she thinks that way even after these things are happening. And the administration are saying we want the police back in our schools, and and the police federation are furious with her, what they call her hatred, and her drivel. I think she, um,
1: in fact, called the cops white supremacists. Yes, yes, and, and use that term as well in regards to the people who are making the decisions, right. on whether or not to put officers back into the schools in St. Paul. Um, I don't know if I could, in good conscience, send my kid to the school. Mm-hmm. It would be, unless measures were taken to tighten security significantly. But uh, frightening. I mean, this happened right in front of the assistant principal. This This fight broke out in a hallway. I read the criminal complaint on this. And these two boys are wrestling and fighting. And they broke up the fight a school staff member and the assistant principal pulled the teenagers apart. And after they pulled them apart, that's when the one teenager allegedly pulled out the big blade knife, slashed the kid, severely injuring him, and then lunged at the victim and stabbed him in the abdomen, causing wounds that led to his death. Right. And obviously the school officials at that point trying to do what you can but it happened in a split second Happen, you know a murder right in front of school staff in the school I mean I, I <laughs> you know it doesn't get any more frightening than that
0: no oh, and and those courageous administrators could have been killed themselves and that they have to intervene but here you have gal people like this woman uh, we don't need cops and everything's racist and then uh, one more item uh, on minnesota news for me uh, from the kroc news website uh, uh, paul douglas how lake superior uh, has hit a 50-year record uh, low in ice covering the uh, the lake uh, and uh, some uh, and past histories they've almost the entire lake is full and then that really gives the coast guard icebreaking service uh difficulty clearing paths for merchant ships but now it says uh, that, that it's a it's one of the least coverage areas uh, in history of of the keeping track and uh, so uh, why is it happening and uh, lots of reasons uh, um, late winter arrivals early spring arrivals and uh, uh, prevailing wind patterns often coming from the south rather than the Arctic north but anyway the ice coverage on Lake Superior is. Uh, less than it has been for 50 years. Well, I wonder if they
1: question the decision to build the new icebreakers. <laughs> we could
0: have <laughs> kept the
1: old coastings going for a while there. I, you know, and I know this is tied in with the climate change discussion. Is this evidence of climate change? And it very well could be. I, I, I do agree there's evidence of a warming of our climate. Uh, it's pretty hard to ignore. The argument is whether or not Human intervention can change that course or whether or not humans have significantly affected that. And, and I believe that th- humans have affected it. I don't know if human intervention by cutting emissions can have an impact to stop it, but that it's not for me to debate. Obviously, uh, a lot of people in some very expensive Gulfstream jets and Lear jets uh, will take care of those debates. Forest. But it's interesting because in California, where the drought to end all droughts was evidence of the coming apocalypse due to climate change. They have water coming out of their ears now in California. Uh, the drought has ended as it would end. And I, my argument is you could have next year. of Lake Superior covered by ice again. Whether this is a long-term situation is completely open. And the same thing with California. That was an extended drought, and it was one of their worst extended droughts in recorded history. But now they're dealing with more water than they know what to deal with.
0: That's right. 10,000 years ago, we had glaciers all over North America. And, uh... You know, it's it's a cycle. It's natural. The, the idea that humans can control this or stop it or start it, I think, is absolutely ridiculous. And anyway, what's wrong with global warming? <laughs> Bring more of it. Bring more of it. It'll expand agricultural lands, and uh, so that's just uh, that 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 humans can control nature to me is just absolute uh, arrogance. I read a great piece, and I think this was Wall Street Journal, but it was uh.
1: A man who's been heavily involved in the science of climate change and producing the algorithms and modeling and mathematical equations that show that greenhouse gases will cause an irreversible rise in temperatures across the globe. So he is a climate change advocate, but he also doesn't believe that the quest to reduce or change emissions is going to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said the evidence is all to the contrary, that uh, despite all of these efforts, we haven't made a dent in emissions, global emissions. The United States has reduced its emissions. The Europeans, somewhat, but the Chinese, the Russians, and the developing (laughs) world, not. And
0: and his point is
1: that we better spending our money on finding ways that technology could solve the climate change issue by seeding clouds to deflect more sunlight, um, dispersing a man-made shade to reduce the power of the sun uh, to knock a few degrees off the curve. But he said that that, kind of work cannot get any funding and it is generally ostracized because it doesn't fit with the ideological argument that we all have to kneel before the rulers of uh, economic revolution I guess I would say. That we have to change our ways and get rid of our capitalistic and consumer ideas and move back to a quote-unquote sustainable agrarian society in order to survive on this earth and and it was really interesting article i thought that here's a guy who is deep into this and is talking about potentially feasible solutions if temperatures did get out of hand but nobody wants to talk about it
0: yeah well again i think nature takes control of us not us nature and uh, wind turbines are collapsing according to the american thinker and uh eric Oder uh and an article by tom Lifson, that wind turbines in the east are failing they're collapsing uh turbines in oklahoma colorado and germany have collapsed recently manufacturers say uh it's difficult to build them and control them with the supply chain issues and uh, uh quality control issues and i mean you got you got turbines uh as tall as the washington monument uh, uh, that they're building and huge blades and then they run into trouble so uh, uh, nothing to see here some people say
1: so tom you're saying that the towers that they sit on are actually physically falling apart and falling to the ground wow
0: yes turbine wind turbines collapsing wow we already have to take
1: a break for news let's do that we'll return in a moment with more of rochester today with tom ostrom I'm Andy Brownell, and it's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Get a head start on the summer window roofing inside. So- Tuesday morning, Tom Ostrom's here. I'm Andy Brownell. And Tom, we went into the news break, and you brought up the, the, the actual windmill structures in some places, either through maintenance or design, are collapsing. I found that really interesting. Our former congressman, Gil Gutnick, recently wrote a column about green energy and He talked about the transmission system in our country. And according to Gill, due to um, environmental regulations, not in my backyard syndrome, and a variety of other issues, the construction of major power transmission lines takes decades to get any progress if you can actually build them at all. And a lot of This talk in St. Paul and elsewhere about the shift to total non-renewables in Minnesota, the law now states by 2040, a mere 17 years from now, we're not going to have fossil fuel electrical generation. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem would be that, as Gil pointed out in the article, in the middle of the winter, if the turbines quit spinning because of a lack of wind and the sun is low in the sky with clouds, and you have electrical generation from solar panels that is not sufficient, you could have blackouts. And the proponents of this argue, well, that's not a problem. We'll just buy energy from Arizona and some of the other states that have abundant sunshine in the winter, and we'll pay for the electrical uh, transmission or generation shortfall in Minnesota by, you know, we'll just... Buy it off the grid. And Gill was pointing out that this grid doesn't exist. We're far, far, far away from having enough power transmission capacity to move electricity mm-hmm. from solar panels in New Mexico and Arizona all the way up to Minnesota when the time comes. Mm-hmm. And his point was, do you know, with the environmental regulations in place, the permitting obstacles and NIMBY, it would be virtually impossible to meet that goal within 13 years of having this grid constructed out that would solve the issues that are facing Minnesota if we follow the path down uh, laid down by the governor and the Democrats in the state legislature regarding the sustainable energy and that uh, at the current rate of power transmission build out according to Gil's column and this was he was quoting somebody else it would take i think it was over 100 years to double the united states electrical transmission capacity which is what is needed if we're going to shift to evs and 100%
0: renewable energy and i it makes my head spin when you start to think about it oh, sure sure and and then you and and i've read some articles i i don't have them with me i should have brought them uh, about the fbi arresting people who are who are trying to destroy a power grid, a, a sabotage? That you got people like that running around. You do. They,
1: they had that one town down south where they took out the power stations using rifles, by shooting up transformers and things like that, and left this town without power. Yep, yep. And they're well,
0: okay. This is a sh- uh, shift to another topic. Well, this from the Gateway pundit Jim Hoff. Uh, the 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 Capitol Police in D.C. during the riots beat a, a Rochester woman almost to death. The cop who especially bashed her head in with a baton and his fists and knocked her down. And Gateway pundit has the video of it. And that woman is smashed and her bleeding. And she's a tiny woman. She didn't have a gun or anything else. The D.C. officer Bagshaw beat her in the face with a baton. Hit her hit, hit her with his fist forty times. And uh, uh over a course of about five minutes she was begging for mercy since she was hit with the baton while facing away then hit when he, he turned uh, she grabbed the uh, shield of another policeman so they a uh, couple of them beat her up again and she collapsed and then she was maced good lord she's got a lawyer now and she's going after them but you look at the she was a defenseless woman not a huge strong person with a gun and uh and uh And the DOJ report does not mention it as police brutality, uh, and it's just absolutely frightening. And and, uh, then they put her in zip-tie handcuffs and paraded her uh, through the crowd into a police vehicle. Now, that's a Rochester woman, and uh, it has been covered by local news, but to me, that is absolutely outrageous.
1: All right. um, She has filed a lawsuit. Seeking compensation. I don't know the status of the lawsuit. She's also facing charges. Associated with her actions. Uh, The trial. I think is set to begin in May. Um, I've read the criminal complaint. I have not read the lawsuit. Uh, And a lot of it. Is her own admissions. To her activities that day. It was that tunnel. That she was in. The Metropolitan Police. And. U.S. Capitol security were preventing the rioters from getting into the Capitol complex or at least trying to and they had set up a gauntlet in that tunnel and you can see it in the video, I've seen the video and the crowd was trying to rush into that tunnel and force their way inside and she was in that tunnel according to herself by her own volition she went in there her reasons could be a different reason her But went in there and actually helped other people get into that tunnel. Was seen shouting and yelling at others, urging them to charge forward, allegedly, according to the criminal complaint. And caught herself between the baton-wielding cops and the mob. And in the video, you can see a man swinging the baton. I presume he struck her at least once or twice or more, as you said. But I, I didn't see the beatdown that you talked about. Yeah. And I don't. I, I hate to cast down on what you say, Tom, but I don't see you could say she was beaten to near death when she was up on her feet walking out of the Capitol building a half an hour later. Um, well, she did have injuries. You could see a visible injury on her head, and I'm not minimizing what happened to her, but I would argue that I don't think her lawsuit's going to go anywhere. I think it'll be quickly dismissed.
0: Well, Gateway Pundit has different details, but yep, uh, they have a different point of view on it. That's for sure. Uh, and by the way, uh, there, I should bring the article. Uh, there's evidence now that uh, Department of Justice cops and FBI were there January 6th. They had guns. They were disguised like rioters and they encouraged the riot and they opened gates and they pushed people to go forward. And the D.C. cops said, how can we tell you from the others? And, the, and they said, the cops said, look at our guns. We got candy stripe uh, uh, insignias on them. But but there there's more evidence that uh, uh, federal police were egging people on, including that Ray Epps, uh, the rancher. So um, uh, McCarthy has released uh, January 6th, uh, tapes uh, hundreds of hours to Fox News and said uh, the, the other side of January 6th and, and uh, Shift is angry about it and said it'll be conspiracy theories on Fox uh, but there's more to the story than uh, than usually is covered and Fox will be covering it.
1: Alright we'll wait for that that's for sure I, I, well, I suspect that
0: there'll be hearings on it as well within the house that's right that's right and then a fox news filing because dominion voting machine is suing fox for millions of dollars like they've sued some other people for questioning their integrity in the voting process a fox news filing shows dominion voting machine executives testified uh, to fox lawyers that these systems did have major security issues they were hacked they were riddled with uh, with bugs Uh, they were misused and uh And some some executives said we warned them about it, but we weren't paid attention to. So there's, uh, could call them all conspiracy theories, but we got to follow all these stories and see (laughs) who's right, who's lying, and who's uh, who's in error. I had read as well uh, from a legal expert
1: on uh, defamation type cases, and it wasn't Alan Dershowitz; it was another, you know, talking head type legal expert that, (laughs) and this wasn't on Fox either, it was an actual written article in a publication that um, Dominion's got a tough fight ahead of them if they're going to prove defamation in this case. Mm. Just because the difficulty of defamation cases in the first place. They're very hard to prove. And uh, we'll see. But I also read on the other flip side of this that you know, this is allegedly apparently Tucker Carlson and a few of the other talking heads on Fox yeah. Yeah. off camera were disparaging the theories being put forward by Trump and um, uh, Giuliani and others. Yeah, Giuliani and the other attorney, the woman I can't remember her name. I'm sorry, right off the top and of my Sid- head. Oh, Sidney Powell. Powell that, but yeah. Who knows? Well, th- that's another one. I <laughs> I couldn't possibly predict how that's going to turn out. Yeah, and whether or not Dominion can actually prove that they suffered the kind of damages they claim. They're but I think they're claiming one point six billion dollars in damages.
0: Well, some states are, have terminated their Dominion machine uh, contracts too. Just said uh, too much, uh, too much uh, uncertainty here. How are we how are we coming? How are we We well, got we have room for
1: one more topic before we go to the break okay we do it quickly
0: okay fema is not going to go to east uh, palestine uh they said they can't get money there a lot of trump voters are there from the ohio uh, train wreck uh so trump said i'm going to east palestine uh and talk with the people and biden and fema said we don't have the money to give them Uh, we're out of money but as soon as trump said i'm going," Then FEMA said, well, we're going and we'll figure out some compensation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I've never actually heard FEMA argue that they didn't have the money. Usually yeah, there's the Biden administration a, that, that, they, they would, they, that they couldn't help the people there. And it's just outrageous. But it's a it's a, it's a redneck, uh, blue-collar area. I think that's part of it. But it's outrageous uh, that nothing's been on. So Trump said, I'm going to go there then fema said well we're, we're gonna we'll we'll be there and we'll try to compensate but oh. <laughs> trump
1: <laughs> as the world turns okay we'll take another break back in a moment tom ostrom's here i'm andy brownell rochester today on News Talk am new 1340 k-r-o-c-a-m and 96.9 fm This is Robin Gwaltney with the Gwaltney Group. Andy Brownell
0: and Tom Ostrom on News Talk 1340, KROC-AM and 96.9 FM. Rochester
1: Today continues. Tom Ostrom, the president also
0: popped up in Ukraine, caught everybody by surprise. Yes. Uh, He hasn't got time to go to the border, hasn't got time to go to Ohio. Either his booty gig, the transportation secretary... But he goes off to the ukraine says he's going to give them more money uh, and then i think they had a staged uh, event of he and uh, the president of the ukraine Zelensky, walking out onto the kiev uh, uh, plaza and then the air raid sirens went off um, and a cnn reporter said he thinks that was staged Because he said, I've been here for five weeks and there haven't been any air raid sirens. But as soon as Joe comes and they have one and they're walking out bravely into the plaza. A CNN reporter said that? CNN, yep. Okay, Uh, wow. His name is Alex Marcourt. That's interesting.
1: Uh, So Biden moves on to Poland to give a big speech on the one-year anniversary of the war. Putin responds by withdrawing or suspending From the uh, START treaty of the United States, an obvious escalation of the tensions between the U.S. and Russia over
0: the Ukraine war. Um, When will this end? And China is going to aid Russia. They have already. And uh, our Secretary of State told the Chinese not to get involved. uh, uh, And... uh, and the Chinese told him off to his face, say, and they listed all the things America has done to intervene in other countries. And they said, you're not going to tell us who our allies are. Uh, and how dare you? And so uh, we, we, there's more on that front uh, going on with uh, with uh, China trying to help Russia for some reason. Well, uh, another Russian official dies plunging from a high-rise building. Uh, he was in there defense ministry and uh uh so you've had cases of that and then they say that putin is so afraid of being in his aircraft and being shot down or being assassinated that he has a armored train that he travels in lots of cars so people don't know which one he's in (laughs) So what a mess reminiscent of joseph stalin And uh, the
1: old uh, Soviet Russia. Uh Yeah. I told you, I think off the air last week, I watched an interesting movie on one of the channels that was called Mr. Jones. And it was the story of a journalist from England who managed to make his way to Moscow in the 1930s when the Soviets were bragging that they uh, had the world's shining economy while the rest of the world was in the depression because of the failures of capitalism.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: this reporter, this true story, was able to sneak out into the countryside in Ukraine, which was the breadbasket of, uh, of Europe and much of the world at that time, and uh, saw firsthand the man-made famine created by the collective farms put in place by Stalin and Lenin. And uh, oh, just a great, great film. Yeah. And, and he was killed. He was killed uh, after he came back and after he told a story. My God! Uh, and it was he was on another uh, hunt of another story in Africa, and it turns out his guide that he had hired to uh, Nairobi or something like that uh, was a Soviet
0: agent, and he was murdered out in the bush. Wow! He was not when he was thirty years old. Wow! And and the New York Times had a reporter in Moscow. Covering for Stalin and right. denying that it was a uh, Stalin-made uh, uh, famine. On the that, Ukrainians, that, by the way, we're talking about the Ukrainians who are the victims.
1: Yes, and that was a central point of this movie was this New York Times reporter and the blatant lies he was telling, knowingly telling, about the purported successes of Stalin's Soviet empire when, in fact, it was all just a facade. Yeah. Interesting. Have- so
0: I highly recommend the movie. Well, that's very interesting, Andy. And the media, uh, and the, some of the media, are covering up for China too—that it's not as bad a place as people say, and others say it is.
1: All right, about two more minutes. Anything you want to cover before we mosey on out for another day? And
0: well, we mentioned that Canada uh, has a, a system. The uh, or, or they're encouraging people to and helping them commit suicide when they're ill uh, or even when they're poverty stricken they're euthanizing their their citizens uh in trudeau's dictatorship this from the american thinker and olivia murray uh and so uh and now they're connecting these uh life termination policies to uh organ donation and getting the people who have signed papers to uh, allow the government to uh, terminate their lives to also take their organs, a justification that. And uh, and uh, 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 Olivia Murray of the American Thinker said, this isn't assisted suicide, it's state-sanctioned murder uh, with a collaborative medical establishment in, in Canada. Scary.
1: Uh, A bill was introduced in the state legislature last week, a medical assisted suicide piece of legislation. So uh, coming next to Minnesota, I don't don't know. I I always remember the story of Iceland and Iceland uh, saying that they had essentially eliminated Down syndrome. Well, that was because they put in place policies that have mandatory screening for pregnant women, along with... uh, a what some would argue coercive effort to convince women who tested positive for children who might have down syndrome to have their pregnancies aborted mm. so that was how iceland quote-unquote cured down syndrome
0: my goodness
1: and they would argue that it was far more humane that i just just described but um there are plenty of women in Iceland who would argue otherwise that claim that they were pressured into having those abortions. Yes. Okay. With that, just cheering out. Gosh. Mm. You and I keep doing that. You did it last week. Now I did it this week. <laughs> we got to figure out a way to end on a more positive note. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Ostrom, we'll talk to you on Thursday. I'm Andy Brownell. This is Rochester Today, News Talk 1340. K-R-O-C-A-M and 96.9 FM. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely.